Good, man. How you been? Good, good. Good, uh, good. It's been a All while. Right. Yes, it has. Now, uh, welcome to the 81 Podcast. It is your host, Asif Ali. I am joined by today's guest, my San Jose City College brother, San Jose State alum, 49ers, CFL, and international defensive back, Manu Ngatkora. Manu, how you doing today, brother? 12 years, man. How you feeling? Yeah. Oh, feeling great, man. It's good to be reunited, you know. Um, yeah, after 12 years, a lot of things changed, you know, for both you and I. 100%. I like what you're doing as well, you know, with the podcast and just uh, it seems like you're enhancing the football community and uh, connecting people and just sharing a wealth of knowledge, man. You know, I've been following a lot of the guys you've been bringing on. So that's good. Yeah, keep it up. Yeah. 100% man we keep it going and now you are the next guy who's gonna uh, be on yes sir yes, yes sir. sir yes sir and, you, and you've seen these already but oh uh, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey. shine like a diamond <laughs> shine like a diamond yeah. all right so so let's let's start off obviously like you know you and I we met at San Jose City College we'll get into that a little bit let's start yeah. with your early years right you you obviously played you know um you were born and raised in Hawaii if I'm not mistaken correct yes sir all right. Right state. Anyway, uh, say so. Kind of talk to me about what your first sport was. Kind of, kind of what your kind of uh, love was. You know, as as an early age, as a kid, and what kind of got you into football. Yeah. So I mean, growing up in the island in general, I mean, I tell people it, it seems like it's a little different than out here in California. I mean, obviously it's the island, right? Yeah. I mean, so since age five or six, um, as kids after school, we just go to the park and we just play sports, and it typically is. Uh, basketball and football those are the two sports that I grew up playing first right you know so um uh just throughout childhood I would just play it you know uh, informally at the park with friends mm -hmm. um but then I started to lean and gear more towards football in sixth grade okay and then I started uh playing in Pop Warner you know I excelled at that level um then I continued into high school um and then um you know I did okay I, I you know when you start early um, sometimes I know you didn't start early, right? You yeah. started late. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, it seems like it could be a good thing to start early, but then, you know, the downsides of it is you, you kind of get burnt out and that's what right. happened to me in high school. Right. Right. Um, I got burnt out. Um, but I was at a great school. Um, I mean, Hawaii in general, it has a strong football culture, you know, that's, you know, like the top sport and the fact that there's no, uh, pro football teams there, um, is the reason why people, you know, treat high school football as, you know, the pro teams and people really follow it and they're really uh, passionate about it. And the high school I went to was Kahuku. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but it's one of the football powerhouses out there. Mm -hmm. um, at one point, we actually had the most active NFL players. Wow. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we were nationally ranked, you know, throughout the years. Um, but, you know, like I said, Hawaii as a state is evolving. You know, traditionally or historically, it was more so just like um, a lot of linemen, right, were yeah. um, getting recruited from oh, there. Yeah, but, bro. <laughs> yeah, over the, you know, because obviously Polynesians, you know, they're big and strong and, um, you know, they do well in that position. But, you know, over recent years, uh, it started, you know, transitioning into the skilled positions. And I think more recently, um, uh, the position that Hawaii has actually been, um, improving in is the quarterback position. I'm sure you, you're familiar uh, with a lot of the quarterbacks that Hawaii's putting out, right? So, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so that's where I grew up, you know, um, and that's where I started my football career. Um, and then surprisingly after high school, I thought I was gonna um, stop playing football. You know, I hung up the cleats, I thought I was done. Cause like yeah. I told you, I burnt out, I was over it. Uh, I played since six, grade I was what eight years old played for about 10 years old uh 10 years and I was just over it um but then uh coach Connor uh he came to Hawaii for uh, a football camp yes and, sir um, you know I was over there actually working uh at the campus the college campus they had it at and um they were doing the football camp and I was just working you know taking a break I was doing landscaping and um you know they asked who were some of the good athletes out there. And, you know, a lot of the guys were pointing at me. You see that guy over there landscaping? <laughs> oh, he's, he's legit. <laughs> you should uh, work him out. Right. So, uh, sure enough, I did a little workout. Coach Connor said, man, I like you. You should come to uh, 
San Jose City, you know, and I mean, and that's where the transition to San Jose City happened. And then, you know, I did my years there and then I met you over there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, and so obviously yeah, let's talk about that, right? Because you know now yeah. you're 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 burnt out, right? And kind yeah. of let me, and let, let me talk about my experience just a little bit to kind of you know kind of I guess transition, you know, to kind of your your yeah. journey at this point. Of my course. journey, my experience was that I went to Photo High School here in, in the Bay Area, Photo High School here in Pleasanton, and we were actually pretty, we were always kind of like powerhouse ish. We were like you know all hmm. EBL, right? We were like good. Like the coach okay. at that time was John Mannion, John Mannion's son, Sean Mannion's the NFL. And so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's like, he's still, he's still in the, in the league. He's a quarterback, right? Like you said, mm-hmm. like your, your high school force quarterbacks, my high school also produce kind of quarterbacks and linebackers, but mm-hmm. I wasn't able to play because my grades, my grades are not good enough. Mm-hmm. You no. Know, so basically by the time I got my grades up, it was my junior to senior year. It was seen junior spring. And so I had the option to try out without any prior experience, or I had the option to just try to you know, take my shot. Originally my plan was to play semi-pro because I wanted mm-hmm. to kind of do what you did. And we're going to get into this and play at state. I wanted to walk on okay. the state, but, okay. but, but because of the fact that I realized that, you know, no one takes semi-pro as seriously as they would take like you going to a program. I just, I try, I tried to kind of shop around. I, I went to Chabot. I went to VC. I went to uh-huh. all the local JUCOs in the East Bay and they're all telling me, Hey kid, you have no film. You're shit out of luck. You know, you're just, you know, yeah. best luck on the, you know, I went all around and just by chance I had to take a math requirement as, and the only place that would take me at that point to actually, that would actually satisfy was San Jose city college. Yeah. And then okay. at that point, I look it up. I'm like, wait, there's a football team. And then I find out about Coach Connor. I reach out to Coach. He said, come yeah. to my office. And then we start talking. And then he's all like, you ever played? I said, no. And then he said, <laughs> okay. And then he's all like, are you willing to work? I said, yes, sir. He's like, are you willing to make practice five days a week? I'm like, yes, sir. You know what I mean? And then pretty much the rest is history. You know, I'm a 17-year-old, 135-pound little twig, <laughs> uncoordinated <laughs> shit, you know, trying to figure yeah, this a shit out. Like, a lot of us are like that when we were younger. <laughs> yeah, you know, I exactly. That, that big myself <laughs> yeah i mean i mean you you and i are roughly the same size like, like 5 10 yeah. 185 yeah so i mean yeah. so you can relate you know what i mean but it was just like i and so for me and the first fact i get there i can't remember you you remember i mean you're there i mean but coach dub and then james jones is there lacing up his cleats doing the ladder and this is my oh, first yeah. ever practice and i'm watching james jones just do the ladder and just fucking hit the drills right and so for me, and I told Coach Dub that last week, and he's gonna be back on tomorrow. So I'm, I'm you know, I mean, he's gonna be on Darius Prince, and we're gonna talk more about this. But I mean, or yeah. more more about experiences, right? But it's just like, and you obviously know this because you were there longer than I was, right? At San City. Yeah. But it was just like it was so surreal for me, right? So kind of talking about your experience, right? When you obviously were, you think you're done, and now you're here. You started at San Jose City, and kind of yeah. kind of talking to me about that, you know? Yeah. So then, um, you know, I transitioned from Hawaii to California, and that alone was a culture shock. You know, right. I mean, you go from an island to a major state like California, you go from a, a place where, you know, it's all paradise, it's just calm, relaxed, slow pace and come over here and California is uh, fast paced, people are more, you know, exactly. business oriented and, you yeah. know, they're not <laughs> as, uh, you know, engaged and wanting to have a long conversation. They're just, you know, like, get to the point. And I'm like, oh, that. <laughs> people seem a little <laughs> bit more firm okay yeah <laughs> um so yeah i mean just that alone was tough and then um just knowing that um you know you have to, you, you're young right and then you have to go to a place where you don't even know anyone you don't even um know where you're gonna stay so i mean that process alone just trying to adulting i guess right is what they yeah, call it adulting, yeah, that yeah. was hard man um so um, that transition alone was tough. And then also being away from home, I had no family out here. Well, I mean, not my uh, main family. I had some cousins, you know, in the East Bay. Uh, so that was helpful. Um, but um, yeah, when I got here, you know, I've been out of um, the game for at least a year. So I had yeah. to brush up on my skills, you know, and as you mentioned, you know, I met Coach Dub, and everyone knows about him. You know, the GOAT, everyone. greatest of all time. And, you know, yeah. everyone says nothing but great things because, you Nothing's know. Pharrell. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he, he's the type of coach that will help you reach your um, maximum potential. You know, and that's what he did with me. Uh, and I will always appreciate him for, um, you know, bringing or – pulling that out of me because I needed someone to pull it out of me you know yeah. I remember you know just like in general you know you might think you're good right in high school and when you go to the college 
that uh, you plan on playing for, you might still think you're the man, right? Yeah. So that kind of like hinders your your play or kind of sets you back. So I kind of had that kind of attitude when I got here. Um, but then I realized, oh, man, you know, I got to change that and um, just try to humble myself and realize that I'm nobody. And I, <laughs> I just got to work. Right. And yeah. build uh, my reputation all over again. It's um, crazy. So, yeah. yeah. And then the last thing was just um, the thing I, I love most about Dove. I mean, he helped um, he helped me get that, you know, Mamba mentality, as they talk about. Cause I didn't really have that. Oh, I like the Lakers. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it goes along in line with that. Yeah. And just being, you know, obsessed. And I mean, just all those talks that he would, um, you know, give us after practice, it would eventually sink in. It's, it's almost like he, he was casting a spell on me, you know, in a good yeah. way. <laughs> yeah. And, and I remember he used to always tell us, you know, you always have to have football on your mind 24 right. seven. There's not a second. You can't be thinking about football. And I took that, to heart and I actually did that which is why I was able to have a lot of success I mean even when I would walk through the grocery and, and I, I'm coming around the corner I'm about to turn left I would imagine me doing a little plant step and make the sound effect that he would always <laughs> use when you do your cuss like yee, 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 you know? <laughs> so I mean you seem like you're a crazy person but I mean sometimes you gotta be crazy to, you know? 100% brother <laughs> you know, you know, to, to uh, do well in this game you know so, um, so yeah I mean yeah I'm just super glad I was able to meet him he helped me uh, just get that mentality and then I mean even outside of football you know he was like a father figure to me you know yeah. and he's someone that you know I always um, appreciate yeah along with coach Shear though you know because uh, there was Curtis Shear I don't know if you met him as well you know he was a baller yeah. himself yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, um and when dub left uh he was the one that i was still working with i mean i was working with dub uh, when dub was there but you know i was working with sure as well you know and yeah it was just a perfect combination of guys to be working with and coach sure as well man i mean he was with the niners at one point and uh he showed us a picture with with him uh jerry rice uh jj stokes and t.o he was part of that whiteout crew and i was like damn damn boy (laughs) so i mean for us to be getting that type of knowledge at san jose city college uh, we were fortunate you know yeah it's not every day you get that kind of uh, quality coach you know (laughs) (laughs) and 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 to your point that's the thing i remember dub i told him this last week yeah and and dub Dub was talking about his story because i i didn't know about him being you know a san jose state prior to joining uh, city how he was actually homeless, you know, for for a brief amount of time. Uh, you know? I, I know. I listened to that podcast. And I was shocked. He was talking yeah. about he was sleeping in the the room. Yeah, and the, the, dude, the cleaner would like, come in. And be bro, I back. was like, what? And then because oh, you know yeah. what, J- Dingo James Jones, right? He was also homeless growing up. He used to go up in homeless shelters. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he was a baller, man. A yeah. Baller, bro. You remember how he was? One of the best. Was... One of the best from San Jose. Right? Not bro, the best. Route running was just so nasty, bro. I was like, uh, "How in the fuck am I supposed to even reach anything close to this?" I mean, I knew I was going to the NFL, but I was like, "I was like, how? Did, how does he do this?" You know what I mean? I was, I was like, yeah. "How?" You know? So, but yeah, yeah. I mean, another notable uh, wide receiver or wideout at the time that was playing with Dingo. I know Dingo gets a lot of the credit, but John Bassard. John Bassard, yeah. You, John yeah. Bassard Jr. Yep, yeah, I mean, yep. He was with the Jaguars. He was a speedster. Beast. He was Beast. fast, so he'd be out there. So, I mean, yeah, I know what you mean. You're trying to run routes and you see these guys. It's a little discouraging. Just a little bit. <laughs> just a little... <laughs> you know, you're just in junior college, you know, coming out of high school. And now you see these NFL guys running routes. No big deal. You'll just go right after them. <laughs> <laughs> that was my biggest Man. fear. I would always go to the back of the line, just like the very yeah. <laughs> back, just so I can make sure that, you know, you would be uh... you, Welker, Larry, or Dimitri, or whoever else who could just go in front, yeah. and then I'd be on the back. I'm like, no, bro. Let me go after uh... you guys. You know, the progression. Yeah, that was... <laughs> Oh yeah, Larry. Larry was nice too. Lacadi. I mean, he's a local guy too, right? Yeah. San Jose. San Jose. Yep. He, he went to uh, one of the schools out here. I want to say Oak Grove, maybe. Oak Grove. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And and Larry. Larry actually, he actually visited my high school. I remember that first practice. He's like, "Oh, you went to photo at Burnell?" I'm like, "Yeah. How like how did you know?" It's like, I, it's like, and like, and like, and like, he was there, and then, and I forgot who, I'm not sure if Dimitri was Drick or someone else. Like, he's like, he's like, he's like, oh, what, yeah, what are you doing there? Wait, what were you doing, Larry? Were you running routes? He's like. <laughs> you yeah. know he's just getting working so you know yeah. but 
Yeah, I mean, yeah we have some good guys there. I mean, like you mentioned, Larry, Kenny Strickland. Jeez, man. Yeah. Um, Kevin Gonzalez, I'm not sure if you remember him. Oh, I remember him. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. Small yeah. undersized guy, but he was quick from Bellarmine. I think he went to uh, John Marquez. He played tight end. A lot of those guys, too, they were able to continue on and go play at four-year schools. And I think that's, you know, the good thing, you know. Jerome and that's Meadows. the goal. Jerome oh, Meadows. Jerome. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We went at it. You know, he'd get, <laughs> he had a good bump. You know, he, he would get me sometimes. I would get him. But that's what it's all about, right? Competition. And, yeah. man, he went to Cal, man. That was huge. That was huge. That was one of the probably uh, biggest schools that um, San Jose City was able to send someone to, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Oh. At Lofa Tatupo, when he was on, he was talking about how, how how they consider him a slow Simone as pro day. I'm like, I remember I played against one. Of the, I played against Fast Simone. And that Fast Simone is on the other side of this interview right now. Talk to me. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. Talk to me about yeah. kind of your speed. And obviously, like, you know, because with San Jose City, like, for me, the biggest lesson I kind of took away was kind of the melting pot, like you said. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. well, I'm at this level. NFL guys are here. Other guys yeah. trying to get to four-year universities, all that kind of stuff. So kind of talk to me again about, like, you know, what what kind of built your athleticism? Was mm-hmm. it natural genetics or was it kind of – because mm-hmm. obviously we're going to get into this obviously next segment. But, like, you transitioned – you were a wideout for the majority of your time at City. And then you yeah. transitioned to DB when you went to State, right? Yeah. But kind of talk, talk to me a little bit about kind of your athleticism, kind of your kind of your ball awareness. Kind of how, how did you build that, you know? Yeah, so um, like I, I was telling you, like the island life, right, growing, growing up in Hawaii – yeah, I mean, I think that's where my athleticism came because, I mean, just as kids, we just run around all day after school from age five to um, throughout high school. Yeah. You know, and then obviously when you get older around junior high and um, high school, you start becoming uh, involved in more organized sports. So that's where um, we built a lot of or I built a lot of my athleticism. Um, but at the time, I, I wasn't really into track. Right. Mm. Um, uh, so. I knew that was something I wanted to add to my two belt. So after playing my, um, I want to say my first year at San Jose City College, mm-hmm. um, I realized that I wanted to get uh, my speed up. And my speed was average. It was okay. Maybe like four, six, four, five. But I wanted to get down to four, five, four, 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 three, right? Yeah. And I started running track at San Jose City. And yeah. that was it right there. Just running track with uh, Coach Lundy. He was a great coach of mine that helped elevate my game as well. Mm-hmm. you know, on the speed aspect of things. And the two years I ran track at San Jose City College, man, that helped me elevate my speed from 4.6, uh, 4.5, down to pretty much 4.4, four, 4.3. And, um, man, just having that um, speed boost my conf- confidence a lot. Because yeah. I was already good, at, you know, at a, um, I guess, uh, place where my athletic ability was good. But then now you add the speed to that, I just felt like I was just at another level, right? And then I could see it when I would um, go one-on-one now with, um, you know, the guys at the junior college. Like, the separation was huge just because yeah. of the speed alone, right? 100%. Um, so, yeah, so that was really good. And it actually helped me when I went to um, San Jose State because, you know, I-, I created that separation, right, at San Jose City with that new speed that I added to my two belt. Yeah. But when I went to San Jose State, everyone was at that same speed. Exactly. Right? <laughs> everyone is at that same speed. So you <laughs> yeah. see the change uh, of speed in the game, obviously, when you go up a level. 100%. Level. 100%. Yeah, so, yeah that, wanna... that's a little bit. <laughs> oh, I see the ring. Yeah, yeah, you go. No, go ahead. Please, please, please. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, no. So, I mean, yeah, when you asked me about um, my athleticism, a lot of it was from childhood and, you know, high school. But then, um, the speed kicked in when I ran track at the junior college. And I actually did really well. I mean, at one point, I want to say um, when I was running the 100 and 200, um, I was, I want to say top 20 at least in nor- yeah. uh, the Northern California for the 100 meter. Um, yeah. And I was shocked because, I mean, I knew I was fast, but I didn't think I, I would ever get like track fast. And to say, you know, I was amongst the top in Northern California junior colleges, um, you know, was an accomplishment for me and something that i was happy that i you know did i guess 100 yeah, man 100 yeah I mean, definitely, definitely something you to hang your hat on and um mm-hmm. you know obviously you were able to develop your speed and kind of just refine it and it's all about refining you know what i mean yeah that's all yeah it is. yeah yeah so yeah and that's why a lot of people too they're hard on themselves or 
they see me or when I would compete with them, but I tell them, man, if you just do the same thing, I mean, <laughs> exactly. you, no, I'm serious. Like, cause I do, you know, I would do all my workouts, uh, whether it was football or track, but I wouldn't see a lot of people out there doing it either. And then when they say like, how could I do it? I, I tell them it's not magic. Like, <laughs> bro, <laughs> you just work. It, it's, it, I mean, it's mandatory that if you work out or if you run consistently, like for years, you're going to get faster, you know? Right. Yeah. I don't know if you're going to be same speed as me, but you're going to be faster <laughs> than you were when you uh, first started. Right. hundred percent. And that's, and that's all you need. You may not be the fast. You may, you, as long as you're improving yourself as an athlete, that's all yeah. you need to for. Yeah. You know, you, you, people are so copying, comparing themselves to other people, you know, yeah. rather than focus on self-improvement. So I think that's a really important point. Yeah. Now, now, now we're done with now cities coming to a close. Now yeah, coach Dub sure. is leaving Fresno state. Uh, no. I realize I realize I have the opportunity to stay or I can go to West Valley and I'm like, I'm going to go West Valley. <laughs> <laughs> hey, me too. I was out. <laughs> exactly. I peak, comes out, I'm, I'm out, out bro. I told Coach Dub that too. And he's like, okay, okay. Yeah. So like, he, he, he knew why, you know what I mean? Yeah. Now we're in 2009, I believe, right? Yeah. 2009. Yeah. So now you are in the situation or you're now in the position to, I, I, did you have any offers? after city yes. or yes okay yes it was no d1 offers though and you know when you're at the, a junior college the dream is to go d1 that was my 100%. dream yes and after playing hard two years and hoping for that that didn't happen i, I was bummed out i really yeah. was and the only opportunities i had to go um play scholarship wise was a school in south dakota i, I believe called northern state okay. and then um Menlo, which was local, right? Menlo yeah. College. Me too. Menlo, yeah. Walk oh, on. you too? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and they were talking about some money, um, primarily like through academic scholarships and stuff, which will help cover a lot of costs and just other ways to try and, um, you know, get my expenses paid off. Um, but man, I had my head wrapped around playing D1 and I knew I was good enough. And that, that was like the tricky part because you know, a lot of the coaches were saying, you got money on the table with this D2 school, just take it. And I'm like, oh, I'm not even about the money. I'm about D1 ball. And I know D1 I'm good. I, you know, I know, I know it. And I kept telling myself, I know it, but people were like, just take the money. And <laughs> at the last minute, at the last minute, I said, wait, hold on. And, and it was hard because I, I would go back and forth telling this school, okay, I'll come. Then I'll yeah. say, wait, hold up. But then I told Coach Dub, like, oh, man. I want to go D1, something in my heart is telling me I need to go D1. And he said, you, you sure you want to go D1? You don't want to take that money that's on the table? I said, no, I want to go D1. Can you help me out? And he said, all right, uh, just give me like a day or two. And that's when he made his uh, call to uh, the coach at San Jose State which is now the head coach, Brent Brennan. He was Brent the Brennan. wide out wide receivers. I remember, yes, he was, Brent Brennan, yes. Uh, so, you know, luckily, um, I guess Coach Dub had that relationship with him and he told him, man, I got this guy, he's nice. You know, I, I think you guys should give him a chance, you know? Yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. Uh, My boy, then, Manu. <laughs> <He's>... Yeah, <laughs> and, and I'm glad that, you know, he um, put that word in for me. And regardless of... Um, whether Brent Brennan knew me or not, he knows Coach Dub, and he knows that Coach Dub will, you know, <laughs> recommend someone if they ain't worth it, you know. So Brent Brennan, you know, he took me in there and he introduced me to the head coach and said, "Hey, Coach, I got this guy, you know, he's doing some, he did some great things, and I think he could help our team out." And the coach at the time was Dick Tommy, rest in Dick peace. Dick Tommy, yeah, rest in peace, Dick Tommy, great guy, yeah, yeah. And man, he gave me. He gave me the green light to be a preferred walk-on. Oh wow! And he said, "All right, we'll see. We'll see what you got." And then, yeah. I mean, uh, like you say, the rest was history. I made sure that they would never regret giving me that opportunity, and I made sure I, every day that I showcased my skills and um, was able to find a spot on the team. So you know, that was that was my dream come true, man. And, and it was just a great feeling to know that. I could actually, you know, go to a D1 and compete. And then eventually I would earn a starting position and then a scholarship. So, yeah, it, it, it's, it's a cool story to me, at least, because, you know, I almost did a cool story to me, too. You're right. Everyone, <laughs> you know, right? all listeners, this yeah. man went to D1 and got a scholarship yeah. as a walk on. That was yeah. my dream coming out of high school. That's cool. right. Go ahead. 
Yeah, and then more than anything, it's good for people like you mentioned who watch your um, or listen to your podcast that are currently at a junior college locally, right? right? Or mm -hmm. they're still in high school and thinking about doing that. Yeah, because um, you know the more success stories they hear, the more that they can believe it could happen to them, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, it was a great experience at San Jose State. You know, I loved it and. Um, it was almost like everything we would dream of, right? When we we're at the JC, I, I yeah. remember, I still remember as a JC guy when we'd be practicing and we would see the San Jose State guys come. We'd you all, remember like, that? Starstruck, like, oh my god! <laughs> oh my god, bro! Oh he plays a state, you know? <laughs> like, that's the safety, or that's the wide out, or that's the quarterback. Yeah. You know, so um, yeah, for me to actually be those guys was, um, you know, just surreal, I guess. Um, but that, that brings me to um, a point that I always share with uh, others to, um, you know, believe in yourself and, you know, not to be too starstruck by guys, no matter what level they're on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because, um, you know, at any given, on any given day, um, I mean, you could take them out, right? You know, on any given day, it don't Say matter. It. I mean, David Say and Goliath, man. Yes, sir. Like, you too. You can probably just go one on one with the NFL guy. And Easily. You might get them. You might yeah. route how, you, how do you think I got these, brother? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and, 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 and that's an important point. And I don't mean to cut you off, yeah. but I mean, I think no, no, because yeah. for me, I was that kid that was starstruck because it was like I said, my mm -hmm. first time ever competing in football. On a practice field with with guys who were at D one, the school I wanted to go to, right. and guys from the NFL, right? And I'm just sitting. There, I'm like, I read about these guys on the San Jose State website, and I'm seeing them at my fucking <laughs> practice facility. <laughs> I, I, I'm not my oh, practice. Facility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You say San Jose City Fair. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then I ended up like you said, you talk to them. They're just regular dudes like you, and that helped me kind of because i trained with adam the, the qb after falls uh oh, 20, yeah, 2009 yeah. uh 20 off season yeah. and and that that's that's before when that's before my combine i had combine saber cats um after my sophomore oh, cool. season yeah and so that was 2010 and so that kind of helped me i was like you know what if, if adam if, if if adam says i you know i have the ability to do it you know what i mean that's one thing i really mm -hmm. loved about working with those guys they would never try to shoot you down, but they would say, yeah. you got to also know your, 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 your limitations as an athlete, but just keep pushing, you know, just keep pushing because you yeah. never know, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so your point is totally, totally accurate. So. Yeah. And yeah. I like how you um, have that mentality where you're just gonna, um, I think like uh, Jesus said, right. Ride till the wheels fall off. <laughs> yes, sir. Ride till the wheels fall off. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I like how you guys think and that's good. I mean, that's all you can do, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that's it. See how far you go. It's like, I think they say you shoot for the stars and if you come out short, you land on the moon or something like that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, oh, that's awesome. 100%. Yeah. Now, yeah. now let's talk about that scholarship and that starting position because you recruited yeah. a wide receiver, but yes. that's not the position that you got a scholarship for. Talk so to me about not. that. Yeah. So, um, you know, that was rough because working with coach Dove, man, um, you know, we wide out for life, man. And, um, that means for life, you know, so <laughs> it, it kind of broke my heart and I know it might've, you know, ah! uh, <laughs> It made him feel a certain type of way because now yeah. I went from being a wideout to being, you know, on the other side. And, you know, dark side, boy. Guys. Dark side, so, boy. Yeah, things ain't the same now. He's like, oh, man, you're my guy, but I don't know. It's a little different. But uh, right. no, nah, I, I went over there as a wideout. I did really well. Um, obviously, when you go somewhere, they, they have the guys that are, um, you know, in starting roles and you got to earn your spot. So I was fighting for a spot and I was doing really well. Um, but at the time, they seemed to have a good amount of uh, wideouts. And they noticed as a wideout, I was doing well, but I was also really uh, physical, hands-on. Yep. And then as Coach Dove says, I was putting them in the sauce, kind of like a chicken nugget, right? You dip yeah. it in the sauce and then you eat them. So <laughs> I was doing that, whether it was stock blocking or cracking back and hitting them um, onto the ground. And they were um, starting to have injuries on the defensive back side. Uh, so they had this idea where um, they felt like if I moved over to the other side that I may have a, a better chance to start, but then also be in a place to help put the team in a better situation. Right. Um, so at first I told him I needed to think about it because man, I was all about wide out and 
that's the only position I wanted to play. Um, so I tried to avoid it and dodge it, but, you know, eventually they cornered me. And then um, when they said scholarship, you know, then that really had my um, lights, you know. Your ears went up. <laughs> Go the off. ears went up. Yeah. Scholarship. Like, hey, <laughs> you know, scholarship. We're yeah. talking money now from yes, walk sir. on to, you know, getting money. So that played a factor as well. So then eventually, you know, and then, you know, I'm a team player. I don't want to be too selfish where it's all about me. Um, so I uh, eventually you know, went on to play defensive back. Uh, they had me as a safety. Yeah. So, I mean, that was a hard adjustment. I mean, I was athletic. I was fast. I was quick, strong, aggressive. But I haven't played DB since I was sixth grade, seventh grade, you know. So to <laughs> suddenly be put in that position um, after not playing it for a long time, you know, was difficult. But obviously I adjusted and then I was able to master the position and do really well. Um, so that was good. Yeah, and um, my junior year, I was able to eventually start as well as a safety, you know, so that was another accomplishment that I was able to uh, do when I was at state. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it's one thing, right, to say, oh, I played at San Jose State, but it's another thing to say you started, right? I guess there's levels. There are levels. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, right. So I feel glad that I can say I was a starter at San Jose State, you know. Yeah, yeah, it was good feeling because I mean, not too long ago I was just at San Jose City, not even looking like I was gonna ever play D one. And then I mean, <laughs> just to play in these games, I remember my first game, man, it was dope. Uh, L A Coliseum against USC, man. Oh, Matt yeah. Barkley was the quarterback, and I, I remember that game. In that, yeah, I mean, the outcome wasn't nice, right? Uh, but the we first quarter, y'all hang, y'all hung with them. And if Lofa Tatupu's listening, he's gonna listen. I'm gonna post a snippet on my IG. Lofa, your fucking Trojans may have got that one, but my first quarter, my boy hung, hung with you guys, seven zero or three zero. I forgot what it was that first quarter. And I remember because yeah, yeah. that game was happening during my first game at Chabot or during West Valley. Okay. Yeah, you okay. guys were playing at, at USC, and then we were playing yeah. at Chabot. And I okay. knew you were on the roster, but I didn't have your number. Yeah. So I was like, I, I didn't know how to say, you know, like, congrats. The social media didn't exist, right? So there's no Instagram. Yeah. There's no way for us to get connected like we are now. And that's yeah. why I told Lofa, too. But I'm just like, you know what, man? Like, I was like, yes, I thought, you know, after I, I kept checking the scoreboard in between, like, you know, in between reps and in between, like, you know, breaks. Coach was like, why is your oh, phone out? Hilarious. 81. I'm like, no, coach. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to my phone. I'm, I'm going to my phone, coach. <laughs> I got my phone. I got my phone. You know what I mean? Oh, you're hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Man, oh, it's just like, jeez. So, yeah, yeah, anyhow, local, yeah, but you know, what I mean, yeah, Lofa's great, bro. But like, I mean, to to the point, yeah, I mean, like, you guys, you hung in there, you know what I mean? And oh yeah, yeah. I, and that experience for you as like a, as like a twenty year old kid just going mm -hmm. to LA Coliseum, I, I mean, was doing my thing, man. Yeah, Jeez, I, on special teams, I was gunner. I was running right by all of the special teams, boy. Talk yeah. that shit. Talk that shit, yeah. boy. <laughs> And, and then I was going head up with uh, Taylor May, so that was fun because he was a big time dude, and he was a big dude. He was like six <laughs> thirteen, <laughs> solid muscle. I'm like, dang, you a safety? Jeez. Yeah. Uh, so it was fun, and then I got to play some uh, snaps uh, as a safety as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I believe that's when Joe McKnight was there. Rest in peace to him, man. I was Rest able to, to him. Yeah. yeah, play against him, and he ended up doing really well. A lot of them did, you know. Obviously, it's USC, you know, and um, great environment though to see the Trojan, you know, man, see all the celebrities. I'm just looking around like, damn, from San Jose City to LA Coliseum, we made it. <laughs> We, we made, made it. it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, people don't realize that was like the real dream for me. I was just content at that point. You know, just yeah, happy to be there and just enjoy the ride, as they say. Yeah. Yeah. So and, yeah, it was fun. That's fun. You know, I mean, you you had a great college career. You know, I mean, if I yeah. if, if if we were if I were to Google you, I can see all your stats on ESPN. Oh yeah. Yeah. This state, you know what I mean? So yeah. Mondo is being modest folks, but you know, I mean, this man is a baller. <laughs> yeah, San Jose State, all whack selection before they joined the Mountain West Conference. So, oh, you know, man. yeah, Jeez. the whack. I, I wonder how many people remember the whack. But anyhow, you know, yeah, maybe <laughs> not too much. <laughs> not too much. <laughs> yeah. 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 So. Now we get towards the end of your San Jose career around 2012, I think, right? 2012 yeah. was your final year. At this uh, point, a little bit before, yeah, but yeah, a little bit before 2011. 2011, yeah, okay. 2011, 10, yeah. 
11, 10. Okay. So yeah, 2011, yeah. 20, 20, 2010, 2011, you know, great college yeah. career, you know I mean? All wide yeah. or whatever it was first team, you know, mm-hmm. all, you know, and then you basically are now in the position to where you're trying to see what your next options are to continue playing. Mm-hmm. There are, I mean, do you had, did you, you had your combine, your pro day. Talk to me about what that was like. Oh yeah. So, I mean, um, pro day is obviously for those who weren't invited to the NFL. <laughs> I can't hear you. I, oh, I see. Yeah, 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 I got you. I got you. I got you. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. My, let me see. I think my AirPods might have a little. Thick. Can you hear me now? Yeah, you're perfect. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> okay, one second. Mono's AirPods went out, folks, because you know there's too much fire being spit on this podcast. All right, all right. We good? Yes, sir. All right. Okay. Hey, just another day on your podcast, right? Yes, sir. Nothing we can't handle. <laughs> Nothing we can't handle, brother. Come on. All right. So, yeah, yeah, your, pro, so your pro day, your combine. Yeah. So, um, yeah, for those who can't go to the NFL, NFL combine, you do your pro day at yeah. your um, school. Yeah. So, I did my pro day and, um, you know, I had good numbers. I think I had um, a good amount of, like, the fastest times. I think I had the fastest shuttle fastest three cone and longest broad jump mm-hmm. um, so that was a good accomplishment just for me right because that's usually the goal right you want to have great numbers um, but unfortunately after that uh, pro day I didn't hear nothing back um, so it was just a waiting game and then also trying to figure out what was the next plan uh, luckily not too long after that um, during the summer the Niners they did a uh, a pro day for the local colleges in the Bay Area. Right. You know, so Cal, Stanford, San Jose State. I think they might have invited other schools like um, maybe UC Davis, Sac State. Mm-hmm. Um, so they do a pro day, pro day at their facility. You know, and they, they had a good amount of guys. I don't know exactly how much, maybe, who knows, 50 or give or take. Um, and from that pro day, um, you know, I did well again with my numbers. And, um, you know, I think they took like the top 10 um, and I was able to make the top 10. Um, and with those guys, they invited them to come back for a, a rookie mini camp. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, so luckily, you know, I was blessed to uh, go back and do that rookie mini camp at the Niners facility. Um, and when I went back, I did really well in that. Um, and that one was more uh, competition. Yeah. You know, whereas the pro day, that was strictly just, you know, you run your 40, you run, you know, the agility, um, the agility shuttle, shuttle three cone and all three that cone. stuff. Yep. There's no competition really. Right. Uh, right. Maybe running some routes and stuff um, uh, or doing your uh, DB drills. Yep. But then in the rookie minicamp, that's when um, we got to compete. We got to put a helmet on, you know, Got to wear the Niner gear. It wasn't no shoulder pads, but it's still, it was cool to have the jersey. I mean, had to, you know, <laughs> had to bring the jersey, oh, man. You know, look at that. You know, I had to bring the jersey, jersey, man. You, you like that's to show up. your uh, rings, you know. Yeah, that's going on my IG, the rings, the 49ers jersey, brothers. Yo, 81 podcast. You know what time it is. All right, go ahead. Yeah, but, <laughs> but it's pretty cool to still have this jersey because, um, you know, you know, Living in San Jose, a lot of uh, us are Niners fans, so we go to the games, right? Yeah. And everyone buys their favorite uh, player's jersey. But yeah. for me, I get to just wear this uh, practice jersey that I got when I was flying over there. So it's pretty <laughs> cool. And sometimes people probably look at it and wonder, who's that? Who's number uh, four? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean. But, no, I mean, it's memorabilia. But, yeah, I was able to go to the rookie minicap. Um and compete against guys, which was, man, another accomplishment because you remember how I, I was telling you when you're at City, you get starstruck with the D1 guys, right? Yeah. But now I'm here, um, she's at a 49ers rookie minicamp, and now I'm going against um, guys from, you know, big conferences like SEC or, you know, Pac-12, you know, um, a lot of the guys who were drafted as well were in that camp, you know, it, AJ Jenkins, I think he that's when he was the first round pick. Well, Michael James was number two. Yeah. And then they had other good guys. Um, but yeah, it was cool just being able to compete with them. And then 
after I, I went one-on-one and started realizing I could cover these guys and break up their passes. And I even had the most interceptions in that rookie mini camp that made me realize, man, you know, I, I can compete with, with these guys, man. That was a, a great feeling. And uh, it was another way to uh, just elevate that belief system that I had. Right. Right. And it, it just would get higher and higher. And um, now it, <laughs> you exactly. start feeling like, you know, I could do it all. Like, bring anyone bring anyone Uh, but i mean that's the power of belief i know i've been emphasizing it but it's really important because you know i remember when i first lined up my first guy i went up against in one-on-one was chris owusu he's a he was the wideout at stanford you know and he man he he did good as a wideout as a, a returner and he was fast, quick, explosive. So when I lined up in front of him, that was the first guy I went against. I was like, oh, man, <laughs> Whew, we'll see how this goes. And then when I covered him, I started telling myself, man, I, I, I could do this. I could do this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whereas if maybe if he would have beat me, I might have, you know, lost a lot of confidence. But, you know, just a lot of those affirmations um, help build my belief system. But, yeah. Um, after that camp, I did well, but I got injured on the last day. Uh, both hamstrings got pulled. And as much as they liked me and said, you know, I did good things, um, at the end of the day, you know, when you're a tryout guy and they already have their guys, they're not going to continue on. Yeah. You know, so unfortunately, I mean, like they say in the NFL, you only get one chance, you know, and if, if, if you don't make it, then you might not never get another one. So I mean, that was pretty much it. It is what yeah. it is though. You know I mean? I it is what it is, but geez, I mean, I, mean, you, I was least... still stoked to be in there. Cause Bingo. I remember going in there, I was trying not to act like a groupie. My lot, my locker was right next to Frank Gore's. And I was like, oh, <laughs> Randy Moss was there. Oh, when I, when I walked in, I had the big, uh, poofy hair i look like i remember i saw yeah you still had the long hair so then when i walked in on the first day you know the rookies walking in the veterans all sitting down they just finished their practice randy moss was there and he cracked the joke he said oh look we just picked up palomalu you know and that was a cool way to get welcomed (laughs) into their locker room and just from there it was just cool interacting with other guys i mean you had that's the year that they had a that team you know they went to the super bowl, super bowl yeah. they lost against the raven the battle of the hardball brothers so um yeah that locker room was filled with you know ballers i mean from patrick willis to navarro bowman i mean bro i'm walking by these guys i'm like oh dang oh, man. <laughs> trying to play it cool but then once i walk by them i'm like hey bro calling my brother guess who i just walked by man yeah. he's dope <laughs> <laughs> so man. i mean yeah, I, I, I was just glad to have that experience because, I mean, that's not something anyone can say, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. And then, um, yeah, after that, um, I was able to recover from my injuries. And then I was with the Sabercats. And then I started working out with them. And they offered, they liked me. They offered me um, a contract. Um, but, man, it was the injury bug always getting me. Man, yeah, just uh, I tore my ACL uh, with the Sabercats. So Dang. Uh, I was out for a year after that, came back, uh, then started doing a lot of those CFL tryouts, you know, and I was doing well that, um, with the CFL uh, workouts. I mean, even after I tore my ACL, I was able to run a 4-3 still, you know. So, yeah. I mean, uh, that was good to know that after you have a serious injury like that, you still can come back strong, if not stronger. Uh, but yeah nothing really (laughs) nothing really came out of that I mean there was some uh, negotiations to try and fly out there to work out but no real contracts right and then out of nowhere um this Japan team (laughs) believe it or not they got football in Japan I mean it seems like uh, we're gonna get overseas there's so much different leagues even in Europe yep so yeah um I ended up just going to Japan. I played a year out there. And um, after that, I just hung it up, man. I mean, yeah. the ACL injuries I had um, and just wear and tear in general was just getting to me, you know. And um, Yeah, I just had to cut it off <laughs> pretty much. Talk to me about the Japan experience. I want to know kind of the process of how you got, how they approached you. What was it like when you had to transition to a different country 
You know, it's not yeah. Canada. It's not Mexico. Yeah. It's, it's a completely different country. Talk to me a little bit about that. And then talk to me about your season and kind of, you know, how, how talk to me through that. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the Japan league, um, the way you get connected or recruited is usually through, um, like a friend or word of mouth, a, a word of mouth. Right. So I had a friend who was playing out there from university of Hawaii. Hmm? Um, so they tend to ask the players because in Japan, it's all Japanese players. And then they're allowed to bring four Americans in per yeah. team maximum. Yeah. And those four American players are, you know, the elite players that are supposed to help lead the team right to a championship. They're also expected to, you know, coach the players and just give them hope and, you know, all those things. Right. Uh, so when, one of those four players ends up, you know, quitting or retiring, then the coaches ask those players for, you know, more referrals. So one of my friends who was playing there, he referred me. Um, and then still I had to try out, they had a little tryout out here in Washington. So I had to fly out there. Um, they had some other guys um, from Washington come try out. And after we did the workout, then they realized that they wanted to sign me. So they signed, um, they signed me, they paid for my flight to come out there. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and then you're living in a, another country and you're exploring their culture. I think that was the best part of it. I mean, yeah. that, but then also playing football, right? Cause that's the game I love. Bingo. And I was finally able to, you know, at least play one full season at the pro level. Yeah. Um, so that was a good experience just, um, playing over there and yeah, I did it for a year. Um, and then after that, I just uh, came back and uh, that was the end of my football career yeah I decided to just hang it up and then just move forward yeah <laughs> yeah you know but I mean I think I think that's a great way to go out what year was this by the way you're, you're, you're 2015 2015 okay yeah so five so, yeah. years ago five years ago not too long ago not too, not long. too long ago yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, you, I mean, yeah. I mean you, you still look like you can get out there you know what I mean so oh yeah yeah I still <laughs> do my ladder uh oh no I watch <laughs> Yeah, let's talk. Okay, yeah. and so actually, yeah, let's let now now let's talk about life post football, right? Because you you and I mean I'm gonna close out your football career with this. Well, I'm not close out with this because we're gonna close out when we actually have to close it. But I'm just gonna say this. You know, in summary, you were able to kind of go from being burnt down high school to SJCC yeah. to walking on SD SJC, becoming a scholarship player, then basically taking that and being invited to an NFL rookie mini camp with the 49ers. Yeah. And take that, get invited to the Sabercats. I got invited to the combine. I didn't get offered shit. You got offered a contract. And then yeah. obviously CFL, I mean, I, I got offered stuff, other stuff. That's fine. The CFL yeah. comes, comes, comes bring you around. Right. And then you get to finally go to Japan and your yeah. career ends in a different country and you end it playing the game you love. And it's a very, very illustrious career. Yeah. Now let's talk about what you're doing right now, because I mean, yeah. we'll talk about kind of the coaching and everything like that. Cause I see that you do that a lot with the kids and, you know, on your, on your Instagram one thing I noticed, though, which is really cool, is, 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 the, is the community service work that you're doing right now for the less fortunate. Oh, yeah. Talk, talk to me a little bit about kind of what that is. I mean, is it just you? Because I see you tagging a few people. Is it is it you just doing that on your own or is it like a is it kind of like organization involved? So initially uh, it started as me just doing it as my own. But yeah. within like the last few months, I started getting connected uh, with some people. Hmm. Yeah, with some friends. Um, you know, there's these uh, guys who play in uh, the adult flag football community, yeah. uh, which is, is a great community, actually. You know, I didn't know too much about flag football until the past few years where I started, you know, helping them with coaching. And then occasionally I would, you know, play, you know, I had to <laughs> you know, see if I still it, had it here and yes, there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> but obviously I don't want to risk it. So I always tell them I'll do one here and there. Yeah. Um, but then for the most part, I'll just stick to coaching. Right. Um, but yeah, um, there's a team called U7 that I was, you know, coaching and then also playing with here and there. Mm. Um, so they became involved and then also just some other friends. Um, but yeah, um, it was a clothing drive that um, I did recently. And I know a lot of people are more than willing to help. So I started um, taking it to social media just to spread awareness. You know, and the, and the more that I do it now and the more awareness I spread, it seems like the more people are becoming involved because I know everyone uh, deep down inside, they all want to help, right? And try and 
uh, restore the community or just contribute to it in some way or somehow. But I know a lot of people are busy. So I try to make it convenient for them to uh, contribute. So that's part of what I'm doing. I mean, and the more than anything, I mean, um, you know, that's something I enjoy, I guess, you know, just giving back to the community. I mean, cause that's who helped shape me into the person I am, right? You know, 100%. from Coach Dub back in the days, or even to when I was a kid in Hawaii. I mean, I think the saying is it takes a community, right, to raise a child. And I mean, that's that's what was happening in Hawaii, just kids running around. You don't really know all the adults, but all the adults know that you're someone's kid and they'll just take you in as your, they're your own, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that that's part of the Hawaiian culture, I guess, out there in Hawaii. So that's part of the reason why I guess I do it now, you know, and it's fulfilling, you know. Uh, you know, when you help others. And it's always a good reminder to let you know that you're more blessed than you think. Because sometimes, you know, I can admit, I forget, you know, how how good we have it, right? And then yeah. when I go there, it, it reminds me like, man, why, why are you complaining about these exactly. little problems that you have? Like, look at these guys, man. Yeah. They wish they were in your shoes, right? Yeah. They wish they had um, all the things we have. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That's, that's that's part of the reason why I do it, yeah. And, and it's funny you mentioned the kind of the, you know, seeing that how it humbles you and it grounds you. I remember when Lofo was on, he was talking about happiness is a mindset. Meaning mm. that if you, if you can have a mindset established, you'll be humble and grateful for everything you have, right? Yeah. And if you don't, if, if, if you're always kind of questioning, oh, yeah, like, why can't I X, Y, and Z? And we should always be aspiring. You know what I mean? We should always be aspiring for, you know, higher and raising our potential, but... You know, but if, if, if you're always in that mindset, you'll never really be truly happy or grateful, right? Yeah. And I think kind of like that, when he told me that and kind of hearing you, it's kind of like I connect the dots and say, my mindset of being happy is being grateful for everything I have, right? But also mm. trying to, like you said, give back. You know, giving yeah. back is the biggest thing, you know? So, yeah. yeah. And that's why this podcast exists. That's why we're talking. That's why we're trying to, you know, unify and spread the message, you know? And yeah. if people want to find out more about that, where would they go? Talk, tell me. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I'm big on social media. You know, so my Instagram is um, Manu Boy Jr., mm-hmm. Manu Boy Jr. So you can reach out to me on that to get involved with either donating clothes. Uh, more recently, we're going to um, put together um, bags, I guess. Um, like, uh, what I forgot the term we were using, but pretty much bags where we can put a lot of stuff that will benefit them. You know, whether it's um, toiletries, um, some food, or right now it's cold. So we're trying to put uh, weather gear in there, gloves, beanies, um, things like that. 100%. But also, I mean, that's one thing you can contact me on. But the other thing I always um, spread awareness on social media about is working out, you know. How about now, you can can transition for me because I was about to get into that. Yeah, yeah I see some of your videos, but I just want to yeah. say this. I saw your video when you're riding your bike, and then you carry the bike up the stairs. You lunge up the stairs of the bike, and then you do curls of the bike, and then you go back up and down the stairs. And I see, the obviously, all the videos you have working with the kids. Um, Coach yeah. Dub, you know, obviously, we see his stuff. He works with all types of receivers, all, yeah. all, all ages, all grades. Wednesday gets Brett Swain. He also coaches kids. I see him coaching kids all the time. It's oh, very awesome. It's very similar to what you're doing. It's very similar to what you're doing. Yeah. Teach them footwork, teach them routes, teach them, you know, yeah. cones, teach them hands awareness, teach them ball awareness. So yeah. is that what you're currently fully engaged with right now? Or that's just kind of a sign endeavor. So talk no, a little bit about yeah. that. So I, I got my hands in a lot of different uh, <laughs> yeah. things right now. And that's right. just one of them. Um, right. You know, and you know, it, it's good just to not only uh, share the knowledge that I have, or just like the other guys you mentioned, right? Coach Dub or um, Brett, right? Yeah, Brett. Brett Wayne. Yeah, and you have him coming on Wednesday tomorrow. Wednesday. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's a great guest to have. A lot of these guys you're bringing on, I don't really know uh, much about them, but you know, when I read into it, I'm like, wow, that, that's impressive. You know, <laughs> yeah. He's a Super Bowl champion. Super Bowl champion. You, you have DP. Uh, I never knew about him until you. Uh, brought him on your show or yeah. your podcast and I, I like the fact that he went from being a basketball player to um being a football player right yeah yeah so no, he never that. he never played football in college and like i yeah. reconnected because 
he 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 like he's he's our age. You know, we're all the same age, right? Like early thirties. But like he 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 didn't play in college. I didn't play in high school. And the whole mindset was to prove to ourselves we can do it. You know, that's why that's I used awesome. that. That's how you and I met. I want to go and cheer. I can prove myself. I can do this shit. You know, and he yeah. obviously like you know test your limits. I can do this shit. You know. <laughs> And I mean, his story is incredible because obviously I played semi-pro my last season in Chicago, right? And semi-pro means a multitude of things. It can mean amateur, it can mean pro, it can mean indoor. For me, it was all the above. It was like, I was playing, yeah, it was cool. It was a great experience, right? And he obviously kind of, and that's how, and me talking to him, it just, I was telling Lo for this, he went from semi-pro, he went from, he didn't didn't play football in in college, right? He went from from football, from basketball to semi-pro to the NAL, the National Arena League, to the AFL, he won a mm-hmm. Arena Bowl 30 and a Arena Bowl uh, MVP, a uh, Super Bowl MVP, and then he got to the Eagles Packers squad. Like, you know. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So. Jeez. Yeah, I don't know much people who could do it the other way around to go from being a football player then making it to the NBA. Jeez. Oh, we're going to talk about it tomorrow, Manu. I'm going to have Coach Dub on and, and DP. We're going we're to talk some shit. So make sure you tune to that episode. <laughs> okay. All yeah, right. basketball we'll versus football. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> but go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 no. That's good. I'll tune in. Yeah, like I said, I like what you're doing. I like your drive, man. I like your yeah. energy. Jeez. Yes, yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> but no, I mean, That's you're good. saying you're saying about kind of you know the whole point of it, kind of you know the 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 what you do right now. Your fingers are dipped in a lot of things. You're mm-hmm. coaching, you're training, and you're just kind of you know being involved, giving back to the sport. Yeah. What 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 is your drive? What is your passion to do what you do? Um. Man, I, I think, like I mentioned, right, um, the community is what raised me, so I feel obligated to give back to the community. But yeah. then, like Dub said, you know, when you have love for the game of football, you know, it's only right that you give back to the game of football. So that's that's part of the reason I do all the things I do, whether uh, it's with the youth or even the um, adults that I work with in the flag football community, because, you know, a lot of them, you know, the respect, the knowledge I have, and they're willing to learn and it's just a good feeling when like I help people in general and I see like the reciprocation that, um, you know, happens and just the appreciation. It just that kind gesture and someone appreciating it just is like a great exchange for me, you know, and that's that's what keeps me going, you know, 100 <laughs> percent, man, 100 yeah. percent. You know, I love it because it's just it's just it's just when you see that impact. You see that yeah. you made a difference. You see their facial expression, you see their happiness, and you see them kind of, you know, getting better. That's the yeah. whole point of it. You know, I mean, coaching or just being involved, you know, or yeah. whatever facet and giving yeah, back. And, and that's like the main driver for me. And also at a time where I feel like there's a lot of like negativity out there, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I feel like it's the battle between the good and the bad. And I'm all 100% towards team good. And I'm going to do my best to drive out the bad. So that's why I like working with the youth in particular, not just to help them develop their like football game, mm-hmm. but also to prevent them from going down any bad paths because there's also a lot of mentorship that's going on when I'm training these kids, right? I'm te- teaching them a lot of uh, traits that'll help them, you know, follow rules, respect authority, um, and just be better uh, members of the community uh, moving forward, especially when they become adults, you know, and, and that's what Dub did for us. So it's only right we do it for them, yeah. right? And, and, right? And it's funny because everyone will always complain about, you know, the younger generations. But then the question is, what did you do for uh, them? How did you try and um, influence them in a positive way? If you didn't do nothing, then, I mean, why, why are you complaining? Yeah. You know, if, you, know you could have helped them when they needed it, but you didn't, you know? So that's part of the, the ideology I have, you know, so that when they get older, if, you know, they're um, doing well, then we can say, okay, well, that's good because that's what we're shooting for, you know? Yeah. So, exactly. yeah. 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 That's, that's, that's pretty much it. So let me, let me share something with you. Oh yeah. Yeah. Let me, let me get here real quick. Wait, wait, wait. Let me find out. Oh, is that it? I have to go back one sec. Let me get this going just for all time's sake. Oh, you bringing the hawk out? Yes, sir. You know, you saw the caption of, of you know my post of the you know the announcement. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, make sure. And, let's and see, the let's high see. school I went to, we were the um, I want to say the first um, football team to do the hawk and to um, actually introduce it. 
Yeah. So if you ever want to look up Kohoku High School Haka, um, Kohoku High School. Yeah, Kohoku High School. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna look that up. But first, let's play this. I'd like one. to say we were the first ones to do the haka in the sport of football. Really, your high school? Yeah, our high school. Wow. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we got a strong Polynesian culture out there. You know, I mean, we're we're in the islands, bro. <laughs> yeah. All right, y'all, get ready for this. Let me full screen this. Actually, no. I'm gonna take any theater mode. Okay, right, it's fine. I'm just gonna play it. So let's play it. Yeah. You playing it? Yes, sir. Can you hear it? Uh, I can't, but it's all right. They can hear it. Oh, man. It's like it's not loading. <laughs> oh, it's all right. It's all right. I mean, I think a lot of people know about the Hakka, though, you know. I mean, yeah. especially you. <laughs> Sorry? No, I, I was saying, I'm sure a lot of people know what the Hakka is. Yeah, especially not, me. <laughs> huh? Especially <laughs> you, right? Yeah, I was like, how do how, how you do it? Can you do it like, you know, is it, is it come out? Yeah, I mean, you know, hands, yeah, hands down to the thighs and the chest. The, you know, the you chest, start hitting the yeah. elbows. You hit the yeah. elbows. <laughs> there you oh. go. Exactly, bro. I I still remember it, you know, because no, that's every, awesome. yeah, every, every time I went to, they never did it after that. It was just like, you know, I mean, when you brought that in, I mean, I still and I don't know any JUCO program that did it, you know, besides you know the SJCC because you kind of implemented that. And like, it yeah. wasn't that we didn't have Polynesians or Samoans on West Valley. It was just that no one really wanted to do it. So your high school, you kind of innovated that, and now almost yeah. like all the JUCOs now. I mean, like Reedley, Sierra. When I was coaching at Whitney High School last year, varsity out in CSAC, they all do it. Before the game. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And I uh, think I saw CSM do a haka. Oh, CSM. Oh, yeah. CSM's full of fucking Samoans, dude. Of course I'm going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. it's pretty nice. You know what I mean? But, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, originally it's actually um, uh, a war dance that uh, started in New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm sure you probably know a rugby. little bit of the history. I mean, yes. the New Zealand All Blacks, right? In rugby. Yeah. They're yeah, the ones and, that um, are known for doing the haka. And 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 was it was it the Maoris who started it? Yeah, the, yeah. So the people uh, from New Zealand are called Maoris. Yeah. Maoris. Okay. I'm, Maori. Yeah, I'm actually part Maori myself. I got okay. um, family from New Zealand, nice. family from Samoa. So yeah, um, yeah, I'm a mixed breed. Mixed breed, brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so. you're raised in Hawaii. So kind of talk to me about kind of what your upbringing has done. Kind of you know the different cultures. You know, what I mean, kind of having the. Rugby I mean, and... yeah. Um, essentially, the Polynesian. Um, culture is all similar whether it's you know hawaii samoa or new zealand yeah you know it's based around family and respect right um so you know usually regardless of you know what family you encounter out there or which island you go to it's, it's almost universal you know and um yeah that's something that's really big out there you know especially respecting your uh, elders or um you know authority you know so when you know i go different places and i don't see that you know it's a little shock shock for me shock, shock value, but i gotta yeah. realize everyone's culture is different right not yeah. everyone has a polynesian culture like we do so yeah uh, yeah that's that's part of uh you know how we're raised and you know how we do things out there 100 percent, man and then and, and y'all fucking ball at the end of the day <laughs> you know what i mean nfl yeah. factories <laughs> yeah yeah well i guess i can close out this interview with um any last thoughts for you on what's on what's the, what's the for manu the next five ten years oh sorry uh what was the what was that Any well, well, closing thoughts? yeah closing thoughts and kind of you know talk to me kind of what, what, what's the future hole for manu manu and got to cora man oh man uh closing thoughts i think i touched up on uh you know some points that i wanted um mainly you know the athletes who are you know pursuing their football career right now um believe in yourself which means that you can go no matter what level you're at. If you're at JC, you can compete against D1 athletes. If yep. you're a D1 or D2, you can compete against NFL athletes. You know, just have a strong belief system, um, which also works with being confident in yourself, right? But that comes with preparation too. You know, obviously you gotta, um, you know, research, watch a lot of. Um, uh, content out there, which goes into my other point of working hard, right? Right. Um, yeah, it's just like I said, when I was at San Jose City, um, 
a lot of people would say, oh, I want to, you know, go D1, but they wouldn't uh, be out there on the field working out right. And I felt like I was out there by myself most of the time. And it, it got to a point where I was getting teased for working out by myself. I remember right. people would uh, jokingly say, oh, that's the guy that works out by himself, right? <laughs> um, and I mean, 14 years later, I'm still working out. So, I mean, it's a lifestyle like Dub says. So You see me? You see me out there? <laughs> yeah. Hey, we yeah. don't have to connect, though. Hey, we let's do it. Yeah, I'm just going to, you know what I mean? I'm just going to either do a side or, you know what I mean, just like that. So, you know, that's all I'm doing. I'm throwing now. So, I got yeah. you. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, uh, just believe in yourself. Hard work, as they say, pays off. And then for me in the next five years, um, I feel like I'll be doing similar things, just uh, keeping my hands uh, in different pots and just, you know, focusing on building up the community, right? Yeah, um, it's about community. Yeah, and then um, who knows, uh, you know, I was looking into possibly uh, expanding with, um, you know, the training I do. Yeah. You know, right now I, I'm not doing it full time, you know, because um, I'm focused on other areas, but I mean, down the line, if I feel like doing that, you know, maybe I'll, um, you know, announce it or let people know that, you know, <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we're going to get serious. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, know? sir. No, I mean, yeah, the Manu, so, Manu got to core at Enterprise, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Man, it was fun, man. Thanks again for having me. 100%. You know, it was great having you, brother, man. It was good talking after 12 years, man. You know, I mean, I know. It's, it's crazy. You know, me talking to Coach Dove after, after not talking 12 years, me talking to you after not talking to you for 12 years, like, we never skipped a beat. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. No. And, and, and it comes back to a saying, which, which I which I just, which I, which I hold dear, and I'm sure you relate. Football's family. You know? It's oh, just, yeah. Yeah, you know? And uh, we're all family. If it doesn't matter, you know, how long we, we, we can just pick it up and, you know, kind of just where we left off. And, you know, I mean, this was really great for me, too. Um, for anyone who wants to follow Manu, he is my Manu Boy Junior on Instagram and you know on Twitter and social media and um, and uh, and yeah, I mean if you want to donate or you want to get get in shape, come hit come hit him up, you know, because I see him training with those bikes and shit, and I can't do that. But I mean, I can definitely work his ass out when I throw him throw him a few slants. So you better be ready yeah. for that next time we connect. <laughs> yeah, and and to all those who are listening, hit me up for real, like. I don't know if you might be hesitant. I know it's hard to reach out because you might feel like I might ignore it. I answer those things. If you hit me up, I'm going to tell you, all right, when you're ready, when's your, what's your schedule looking like? And we're going to get a workout in. Or if it's regarding donations, you know, we'll deal with that too. But yeah, reach out. I'm all about interacting and just building the community, right? 100%. So. You know, it's the Bova community. All right, brother, man. Manu, take care, my brand. Take care. Hey, hey we're going to work out. I'm, I'm I got joking. you. I know I got you. You think you think I got these just by chilling, man? Come on now. <laughs> All right, brother. All right, brother. Have Take care. Night. You too. Yep. All, All right. right.